attend the world's best business workshop led by America's number one business coach for free by subscribing on iTunes and leaving us an objective review. Claim your tickets by emailing us proof that you did it and your contact information to info at thrivetimeshow.com. All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your exclusive podcast download. Dr. Z, have you ever heard of a church called Life Church? Life Church, you ever heard of? Yes, I have. You ever heard of uh, T.D. Jakes? Yes, I have. I, I, really, I, really of, like, I really like both of them, by the way. You ever heard of uh, Joyce Meyer? Yes, I have. Uh, again, just recap. You ever heard of uh, Life Church? You already asked me that, but yes, it's a I trick have. question. The second yes, I know, time, I know. I just, it's just I, a I good. Know. It's a good attorney. I'm just. I mean, it's kind of. A, I'm practicing to be an attorney. I ask the first time I look at you when I see for uh-huh. shiftiness. Uh-huh. The second time it's I like ask a again, deposition. You you bring that question back around. An hour you've been into through a it. deposition. I have too. I know. Like, They're well, so fun. So uh, how do you spell I the love, name Robert? I love them. It's, just, it's a lot of fun. So fun. Wes Carter, you have actually represented. Your firm has represented uh, Life Church. Yep. Joyce Meyer. T.D. Jakes. Who, by the way, I listen to TJ every single morning. He's every awesome. single Sunday, I listen to Pastor Brian or Pastor Jesse. That's my move. And yep. so we have Pastor Jesse inside the box that rocks inside the Man Cave studio. I'm super excited, Pastor Jesse. And Pastor Jesse, your church, uh, how long have you been a pastor? Um, I've been a pastor for 15 years. Okay, so uh, you get to ask Wes Carter, the attorney for Life Church and these big ministries. Any question you could possibly have, or Doctor Z, who uh, do, last time we do, we, we, we counted, do. last time we did a research yeah. on this, sir, you've never, Doctor Z, you've never uh, uh, been a pastor, have no experience uh, providing any legal advice for churches, but at the same time, you've run multiple successful organizations in many different niches. So I'm excited to see really whose this wisdom go. does this she value go. more. This debate. could go a number of different directions here. I mean, Pastor Jesse, she, I mean, she looks like she's fired up for this. Okay, question <laughs> number one, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We don't know what she's going to ask, so this is completely out of the box. What's your first question, Pastor Jesse? Who are you asking? I am going to go with Dr. Z first, Ooh. just because he believed in me. Uh, Thank you. I do believe in you. <laughs> I can feel it all the way over here. Don't you. stop <laughs> believing. <laughs> Hold on to that. Okay, sorry. I'm ready. I, I digressed. You did great. I would like to know if you had it your way at your church. To all beef patty special sauce, let's just. <laughs> no, it's a that's a different. That's a different brand. If you had it your way at your church, mm-hmm. and you could, the staff of that church mm-hmm. could be run, for instance, like a business, yes. or like a family, or yes. any other way that you would so choose. Yes. Let me know what you would change about the way that a church staff, or how you would see fit to run that church staff if you were in charge. You know, I think that's one of the um, challenges of a church is that several of the people that are we'll call on staff are volunteers. And and I think there's a different mindset with a volunteer than someone getting paid for it. And then again maybe there's not. And I'll kind of break that I'll, I'll break that down for you, okay? When you're paying someone, you have a firm agreement. I mean, you should. Like when I hire an employee, they know what they there's no surprises. They're like Oh, I thought I was going to get paid more than that, you know? I mean, oh, I thought I was getting paid on Tuesday instead of Friday. I mean, you have a firm agreement, and here's your job title, here's your checklist, here's what you need to do, here's what I'm expecting out of you, okay? So there's a, there's, there's a firm, you know, hey, this is what I expect, this is what you're going to do, I'm going to inspect what I expect, and, you know, we're going to have an agreement. Volunteers can be sometimes a little different than that. It's kind of like, hey, we need someone to help in the bookstore. Yeah. You know? Um, thanks for helping. And you just kind of assume sometimes... 
what they're supposed to be doing, i.e. standing behind the register, checking people out, maybe helping with information when someone comes in trying to find a book or a, some whatever you sell in the book. I don't know if you have a bookstore or not. I'm just making that up. But uh, you know, they're volunteering. So sometimes they're like, well, I thought that's what I was supposed to do. So I think sometimes there's a disconnect when you have a volunteer to maybe have the same kind of formula with them. In other words, here's your job description. Yes. Here's what I expect out of you. Here's when I expect you. And here's what you're signing up for. So don't sign up for it if you're not going to sign up for these things, okay? And and I think in a church, that might be, you know, one of the things. So when I see it, I say, when I see, um, uh, and some, I have actually talked to different um, ministers and pastors, and I've, and I've made business analogies about the church. And they just kind of, some of them pump the brakes and go, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. We're not going to run this like a business. Yes, we are not going to run this, this like a business. This is the Lord's house. This is the Lord's house. <laughs> These, are the Lord's <laughs> These are the Lord's chips. These are the Lord's chips. And you will not be stealing the Lord's chips. <laughs> the Lord's chips. And I look at them and I just go, oh, okay. Um, well, can you run it maybe a little bit more like a business? Good luck with that, yeah. Because then you'll have your volunteers on time. You'll have people, you know, at, your children's services will run according to the way they're supposed to. The volunteers that are helping out in the information booths and the bookstores are going to be are going to be there and do what they're supposed to do. This is one thing that I admire about Church on the Move in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm. Uh, Colossians three twenty three and Chap, if you can put them on the on the show notes, Colossians three twenty three twenty four says, "Whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart." As working for the Lord and not for humans, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. Again, for you know that you will that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord, not an inheritance from the church, not an inheritance from your boss, not an inheritance from your manager, but an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. And I went to Christmas train in 2000 and I think it was 2008 or something like that. I had just become a Christian, and I was so frustrated, Pastor Jesse. I, I remember going to a church, and I said, this usher would be fired by me. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. This brochure person yeah. would be fired. This praise and worship person, this slacker. I'm, I'm not, a, yeah. I'm not a, a pastor. I just said, I told Vanessa, I'm like, this person would be fired. This, this, this kid's minister person, this kid's pastor, I'd fire them too. These people are terrible. They suck, and they're not selling vacuums. I'm just saying, <laughs> this is a real thing. Their last name's not Hoover? So I went to a Church on the Move Christmas train, and I got greeted by somebody, and they said, I remember the parking. We parked in Parrot. We parked uh, in a, a diagonal fashion where they told you where to park, and there was no waiting. And I said, "This parking is like Disney World." And then we went in, and we were greeted, and it was cold. I mean, it was probably twenty degrees, oh. see your breath cold, and every single person said, "Hey, welcome to Christmas Train." And I remember I hopped in the car, and again, I I was raised in the church, but I didn't believe in God until two thousand seven. I told Vanessa, I said. These people are not working as unto their boss. They're working as unto the Lord, and it's the first time I've seen it in a church, and I'm sold. Yeah. And that's why I chose to make that church our home for many, many years, because I was so impressed with that. And I would just say that any ministry that doesn't preach Colossians 3, 23, 24 to their volunteers, and they allow their volunteers to work as though they're working into an assistant manager yeah. who can't fire them, uh, working as unto anything other than the Lord. I, I just have a hard time with that. And that's, again, what has impressed me about River City Church. When my wife and I went out there 
Uh, it was probably four weeks ago. We go out there, and it was like an army of people greeting us. Every single person was so kind, so nice. Um, I think if you're what's the, what's the guy who runs the video? He's the dark skinned gentleman who helped provide us a rental car. What's his name? Norman. Norman. Norman, Lang. Norman was so kind, the best guy. so nice. Yes. Uh, the the kids ministry people were so nice. My kids talked about it, and that's what I'm talking about. If it works, if you are truly working as unto the Lord, if the people at Chick Fil A can get it right, and a and a company that's you know, obviously a Christian mindset, but it's it's a secular business, if Quick Trip. Can get it right. I don't remember Quick Trip putting an Igthus on their sign anytime recently. The Quick Trip convenience stores, if they can get it right, if Southwest Airlines can get it right, I, I just have like an impossibly high standard. And I thought your church did a good job of, of hitting that. But I can't stand it when churches have volunteers that are terrible. I, it just it wears me out. It was our pleasure, no pun intended. It was. It was. It really does wear me out, though. See, that that would be my thing. I just it wears well, the, me out. The business mindset of of you can only have quality or quantity. Because when you go through all those lists of businesses uh, you just said, you're right, you know, and 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 in, in a church mode, in any business, you can't have both. You know, it's like well, we're just going for a, you know, yeah, you have you know, quality or quantity, you have the cure or the cure. You can choose. You can have a huge church that does it right. You can have a little bitty church. That well, you does know, it Southwest, wrong. the bigger they get, the more planes crash. No, they don't. No, no, no oh. none of them have crashed. Oh. Stop it. Let's keep your own house in order if you're going to preach to someone else about what they should be doing with their life. Ooh. Ooh. What See, and that's wow. that impossibly high standard that is set on ministries, and that's why I applaud you guys. Uh, Pastor Jesse, what is another tough question? Maybe the last question or two that you have for maybe uh, 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 non-Pastor Z, non-Pastor West. These guys, I mean, they don't know anything about ministry. but he, <laughs> These flawed uh, human beings. Right. Well, yeah. what's, what's our question you have for these two? We're going to go with West. I, right. would, I would love for you to discuss a proper way for a pastor's compensation to be set and how someone should determine Ooh. that. Come on now. Should wow. they just walk in and just take whatever they want out these of the These are the hard questions. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you, 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 you throw it up what God wants and takes whatever lands on the ground is yours, right? Don't give me whatever that I vanilla on earth is no. middle of the road. Don't give me that Ernie Johnson answer. Don't give me that moderate. You, you give want the me Charles the Charles Barkley. How answer. do I want you the Charles actually, Barkley? Give it, answer. And, and don't. And I'm serious. If, if the listeners out here are not going to get a hard answer out of you, right. I will physically assault you. Well, we I'll tell you what everyone in your congregation wants you to make, which is a dollar less than they do. Absolutely. And the right way to set it one is through a board or a committee that has no interested party. So no family, no employees working underneath you, no conflicts of interest setting your compensation. Two, important thing, your biggest tax benefit as a minister is your housing allowance, your clergy housing allowance. It has to be set in advance or it's not effective. So you can knock off a huge chunk of your income from income tax. You don't pay income tax on it if you do it right in minutes and they're approved the right way. How do you set how much? The IRS says it's whatever's reasonable. We determine reasonableness by what similarly situated pastors are making. What are my peers making? And that's in similarly situated church. That could be geographic, attendance, reach, your importance, your tenure. I'm going to attack you. And you just take, but you take what your guys are making around you, and it's a group effort as how you set I'm your I'm going to attack you. Yeah. I'm listening right now, and I have 500 members yes. that attend my church, and I live in Dallas. How much should I pay myself? And don't give me... I mean, I'm not going to lie. The most important money is is metric is money. So I have clients that have literally thousands of people coming in El Paso that make less money than someone in New York with 500 people coming and faithfully tithing. So the most important is metric is going to be money and how important you are to the church. Are you the founder are you, or if you, if we lose you, can we replace you with Joe Blow? And we're not going to skip a step. 
those are the two most important things. So let's say 500 people, Texas, low cost of living. You know, if you're making $500,000 a year as a church, you can probably pull in sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars, and nobody's going to blink an eye at it. You're not going to be at any risk with the IRS. Twenty-seven percent, six percent of the gross revenue for right. a church like that. What I've been told unofficially by IRS agents is that really they don't start even looking at, even questioning that until you get to about ninety, a hundred thousand dollars a year, because they're going to have to argue to you it's unreasonable for you to support your family on eighty thousand dollars a year, which in most places in the United States is not an argument you can make. So it's all what's reasonable. Based upon does that count the housing allowance or is that on top of housing? No, that's your total package. That's a great question. So that's your salary, your housing, your health, your benefits, your retirement. You throw that all into the pot and we set a ceiling. Oh, they should make more than that. And so for clients that we have that as you get higher and higher, we do compensation studies. So I go get all these people that we know across the country, see what they're making, compare the most comparable ones to you. And I do an opinion letter that protects you and your board because you have an outside person setting it for you that says you can make up to this amount. And the IRS won't mess with you. And I would like to say that pastors don't usually go into ministry, obviously, for the money. So <laughs> they're trying to feed their kids, clothe their kids, do that well, thing, and, and make sure that they're able right. to Let me throw this two live. cents in here, too, because I deal with this on a daily basis. Pastors, you're right, have a heart for ministry. And the problem I see is that they pour money into the church for 40 years. They're taking out mortgages to pay for the church. And then their health fails them. They are no longer physically able to stand behind the pulpit. The church can't afford two pastors. Now I have a pastor I can't take care of. So for those pastors, I beg them, pay yourself some money, sock it away, take care of yourself, because at some point, either God's going to call you to a different ministry, or you're not going to be physically be able to stand up and preach every Sunday, and the church is going to have to pay another pastor to do that. We encourage lots of our pastor friends, Brian and I, that are old, that are it, still young please let them pay you while you're still making hay because later yes. on you're not going to have anything to live on and they don't have the money then to pay you to keep on living because they're hiring someone else and it's not fair to the congregation. Well, even do when they best do, for the church. that new pastor gets tired of cutting that check eventually yeah. and they run into problems. Yeah. So if you're listening right now and you are a pastor, uh, having worked with many of you, I can tell you this. you If you're probably nine out of ten pastors, uh, you definitely are. Hey, listen, buddy, I'm an individual. I'm not nine out of ten. If you are, if you're the average pastor, you're probably underpaying yourself. Yes. And then when you get to the end of the road, to quote boys to men, right? What's going to happen is you are going to say, "Oh my gosh, I don't have any money left." And so now you're going to want to pay yourself more then it's prudent. Right. And then you get in a bad spot. So I would recommend as an action step right now, I'd recommend everybody reaches out to Winters and King. Uh, you guys work with Life Church, which uh, uh, Craig Rochelle's done a great job with his church. Amazing. They have, uh, they're opening new campuses. I mean, it seems like every month a new campus. Attendance-wise, the largest church largest in the church. country. Right now, yes. And so then you have uh, Joyce Myers. Uh, last time I turned on... TV. It seems like you can see her. Her books. I went to Target the other day. Best-selling books. I mean, uh, you've got T.D. Jakes. I mean, these are these are the top of the top in terms of most well-known. And you know, there's a lot start, of people that are top of the top ministering to their flock. They just don't have the, the media, the publicity. Right. We start hundreds of churches from living rooms and hotel rooms and high schools a year, too. How so. many churches have you, as Winners and King, worked with? If you had to give a approximately? I think last time we counted, we started about 4,500 churches and ministries. 
So you guys wow. know what you're doing. 4500 So again, I would just encourage you as an action step, go to Winters and King. Check out their website. Just type in Winters and King into Google. You'll find those guys. What's, what's a phone number someone can reach you out there? 918-494-6868. It's 918-494-6868 or WintersKing.com. Now the final, we got final 90 seconds here. Pastor Jesse, any other any other tough questions? You're a pastor. Uh, you've been running a church for a long time, and you can ask Dr. Z any question you want. Uh, any, any, and again, I, I could always edit it out. You know, if it's super offensive to Wes or Doctor Z, any other question you want to ask him here? Well, like it might be. I don't you know. traveled from Owensboro. Yeah. Any Make question at all? For, came all the way the, here. Any of the pastors out there listening? I mean, they, they might want to ask a question where you're like, "Well, I don't want to ask this," but what? any question at all? I want to know, Doctor Z. Do you go if we hired you for our Christmas party? Could you start our dance competition? Ooh, that's all. That's uh. That's a challenging question, by the way. And I saw uh, you on the Facebook. And on I the thought. book of face, it's a challenging question. But since I like you and your husband so much, I would answer that in the positive. Yes, I would. There you go. Kick wow. That, He's a man of his word. Off. So if kick you want to start a off. dance party with a completely Kentucky, here secular, non-pastor, optometrist guy... <laughs> He's available. He's who we well, need. you know, I'm versatile. And with that, Thrive Nation, we appreciate you for listening to today's podcast. On tomorrow's podcast, we have more exclusive interviews with Pastor Jesse Gibson and Pastor Brian Gibson from the River City Church in Owensboro, how Kentucky. Do I, how do I find them? Because I want to hear some of their sermons. How do we find you guys? We, need, we haven't said What's that. What's your yet. website? RiverCityChurch.cc. RiverCityChurch.cc. What is that? CC stands for what? Uh, what is that? Is that, a, is that Catholic, communism? Is Catholic that, communism? We need is an that, expert. I have no idea. I don't either. I don't. Dot .cc. That's kind of that's kind of cool. I guess it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, it's like they left the O and the M off. And without any further ado, three, two, one, boom. boom.